0: This week on Death Metal Detectives, Austrian Jack Unterweger. Underwigger. That's pretty much Undergang. Yeah. They're wiggers. Yeah. Austrian Jack Underwigger was jailed for murder, but became a literary sensation while in prison. Out on parole, he killed nine prostitutes before they caught him again. Oh, yeah. Another prostitute slayer this week on Death Metal. <clears throat> Oh, it was took a second, dude. Yeah. I had to, like, push it back down to do the thing, and then yeah, came back. Ooh. We just had that uh, soup, dude. Yeah, yeah. You're gassed. <laughs> it's sitting heavy. I was Shit. already gassed, dude. Yeah. Do you know how fucking good avocado toast is? Have you eaten it ever before? Uh, no. It's incredible. Well, at least it's just the toast the way me. I make it. With <laughs> avocado <laughs> Well, he's laughing because some fucking dork came to my restaurant last week. I mean, you know, like... Uh, that, like someone that it's like a no effects fan. That's the best way to describe. Oh uh, yeah, that's the worst. It's like a skinny, fucking meth using, like plaid pants. Yeah. Plaid vest, suspenders. Probably has the Osrotten patch, but doesn't look. He care. Yeah, definitely yeah. that. Uh, hey, how come so many crusties have like asfix patches? It, man, there's they also have like a lot of dark throne patches too. I don't know. Dark throne makes sense. Yeah. Asfix does not make sense. I don't know, man. Whatever. Anyway, this type of fucking nerd. They were in a polyamorous relationship, two dudes and a girl. That stinks, man. That's buying gay, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> buying gay for sure. Uh, ordered avocado <laughs> toast. That was what he ordered. Avocado toast. Yeah. Gets the food, complains, and says, I just paid. And if not it's only $6. It literally weighs two and a half pounds. Yeah. It's a whole fucking avocado. Like, good-ass toast that I make. Yeah. And uh, tomatoes, fresh tomatoes, seasoned lemon juice. It's good as fuck. But he goes, it's just avocados and toast. Dog. Says it on the menu, man. (laughs) (laughs) When you ordered it, what did you think? When you said, I'll take avocado toast, what other, what did you think else was going to be involved in it? But anyway, that's not a big deal. He fucking smeared it all over like the outside wall of the restaurant which is like a very no-effects type of thing to do. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just putting this out online for posterity because uh, we have cameras everywhere. I'm going to post this picture online, and when I find them, I'm going to fucking literally spank him. Hell, yeah. I'm going to put him over my knee and spank him like a child, dude. That would be so awesome, man. Yeah, well, he needs a dad, you know? Yeah. That should be a show, dude. We should I mean, <laughs> spank to people. Catch the, to yeah. catch the fucking people have who guy. who try to do cool shit like that. <laughs> they have to get spanked, man. Yeah. I used to be like a hellion, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I was like 14. Yeah. That guy was. Th- had to be in his 30s. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get me? am toasted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought about that because of that burp, dude. I'm full. We ate that soup that my wife made a second ago. I'm feeling it. Yeah. I'm feeling it. I gotta suck off some guys. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Let me fuck on their holes. I'm feeling it. Coming on dick and ass. I'm feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> what song was that? Link 182, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put your dick in mine. We'll dock all summer. <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about docking man <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah docking sick dude <laughs> docking to docking dude, dude yeah yeah Hell instead yeah. of tooth and nail fucking foreskin and helmet <laughs> And <laughs> hey, docking the docking styles, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're docking the docking, boys. That'd be a sick <laughs> shirt, dude. <laughs> Fucking docking the docking, oh, because yeah. that, that tooth and nail album cover with the hands all coming out, dude. Yeah. Just have a hand or just have uh, that hand be a dick and another dick going into the foreskin, dude. <laughs> that <laughs> up rocks, dude. Docking the docking. I don't know about rocks, man. It's good, it's not great. When was the last time you listened to it? Not that long ago, dude. I like it, but it's not that good. It's got dude. some riffs, man. Yeah, it's weird. But the I hate the singer. Yeah, that's the lyrics the worst part. stink. Yeah, the the, the song structure is annoying. But oh yeah, that got riffs for sure. Yeah, no denying that. It's like White Snake. White Snake has crazy riffs. Yeah, I'm talking crazy fucking riffs. But the singer stinks, dude. Sure the lyrics are absurd. Yep. It makes me hate music. Anyway. Let's get to the fucking case. Uh hound on balls when it's horny in the night. <laughs> I will go crazy. I hate these chairs, dude. They make my fucking jugs look bigger. Your what? Jugs look bigger. <laughs> it like slumps me, dude. That's what I like, it, man. It slumps me. Yeah. I don't need to be slumped, dude. I have good posture. I know how to do it. Yeah. I get slumped down. All right, anyway. Uh... <laughs> Jack Unterweger, he was Austria's most prominent serial killer. He was serving prison time for his first murder. That's when he wrote poetry. Hell yeah. There once was a bitch in the gutter. I opened her with a fly knife of butter. I flipped it around, and then I found when I cut, I nuttered. (laughs) I don't know. Not a poet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Everyone knows I'm not gay, dude. Yeah. Uh, He also wrote his own autobiography. He wrote a novel. Uh, He became essentially a well-known celebrity. And they gave him parole in 1990, which is sick, dude. I mean, he was in jail for a long fucking time, like, in Austria. Kind of, you know, Europe is chill. Yeah. Like, if you are a murderer and you're horny for death, do not do it in America. Go overseas. Look at Vark; They just have less laws, dude. You don't care. Yeah. You're going to prison for 13 years. Oh, no. The United States has more uh, laws than any other country. Well, yeah, because it's so. the slavery prison system. Yeah. Prison planet. Here's what they do. They take you... They want to make you their slave. They want to make <laughs> you make Levi dungarees for $1 a day. What do you Alex... think it's that much, man? I think it's like six cents. Yeah, probably something like that. I'm tired of seeing my fellow humans get trampled on by the prison industrial complex. <laughs> man, I bet he's just fucking having a crazy time. Well, he's like not. Man. He wait, yeah, Okay, here's a good cue for cueing on people. Yeah. Alex Jones was like, that is absurd. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you hear that, what makes you go, no, nah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're into conspiracy and Alex Jones calls it crazy, because he was cool with David Icke. Yeah. He's like, oh, Alex, what you don't understand is that there's a whole population of lizard people underneath the planet that are controlling things. He's like, oh, I can see that. That's what makes sense. I didn't know they are reptilian, but I did know that there was a higher power controlling these dark forces. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, so basically what's going on is that President Trump is the savior. Uh, He got all the information he needed from being in Hollywood and what he's gonna do is come around and indict all the pedophiles in Washington and Hollywood. But there has to be a catastrophic event for him to do it, which is why they're trying to rig the election. So when the election gets rigged, right before he gets out of office, he's gonna indict everybody. Everyone's going to jail. He's gonna prove everyone's a pedophile, and I was shown, like, that's retarded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not friends with Trump anymore, which sucks, dude. I love to hear Trump. Oh, he was we... on InfoWars. Trump was. I know. I'm yeah. saying they're not friends anymore. Oh, uh, okay. God damn, dude. Clean the fucking. You're not even drinking anymore. You're grounded. I'm not grounded. When was the last time you drank? When I came over here the other day? You just drank one for the camera. Yeah, but I don't even. I only drink like once a week, though, man, or twice a week. Eh, that's not true. Yeah, it is. No, no, no. I don't drink like every day. I drink maybe once or twice a week. I come over here and get honkled. Yeah, I don't do it any other time because I'm pretty much working. Yeah. So anyway, why are you defending yourself, dude? Because I want to get honked. <laughs> every, I want to <laughs> get fucked up every day. Yeah. It'd be tight. God damn would rule. I hate responsibility. Yeah, well anyway, so we got a we got a real celebrity here that uh somehow led into QAnon. But you know, this oh, guy, shit. he he has a real uh Jack Unterweger, you'll hear it, but he's got a real fucking Ted Bundy sort of situation going on. Yeah. Handsome guy, people like him, easy to talk to. And he gets free, but he just can't hold it in, you know what I mean? kids has gotta fucking get it out, dude. You know what I'm saying? When Ted Bundy got out of prison, what did he do immediately? Oh, I went and killed, dude. He couldn't, he couldn't, how this, what's, you get that type of energy in your body, dude? Yeah. It's gotta go slow. Well, you know, you don't bust for a while. Yeah. Thing, you got that one thing that makes you come hard. You get crazed. Yeah, dude. That's what happened. I man. have to do it. <laughs> God, dude. I, I gotta do it. That would be so crazy. That's the thing. Oh, it I'm fucking tired of these sluts. <laughs> I hate them. I hate these sluts. Yeah, so he wrote his autobiography, which, uh, you know, there's a lot to go back on, but we're trying to one-episode it. And also, like, I read his autobiography when I was in high school, got in trouble for it. It's not a lot of, uh, I mean, it mostly is the is the, cr- the pre-crimes. Because, again, he got busted for murder and rape, but then he got out. So what I'm focusing on in this episode, we may do, like, this earlier crimes at a later time, but for this one, what's craziest to me, and you'll see why, because you wanted to do that Chelsea Hotel, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, He stayed there. Oh, you mean the Cecil? Cecil. God damn it, dude. God damn it! Yeah. I'm so tired of him. Dude, you know what? I keep saying I'm so tired of him. In my regular life, it's going to seep into the podcast, so I might as well just explain it. My wife's sister, so my wife's niece, which is her sister's kid, right? Uh... She told my wife, who's like super, I guess you would call it woke. She's like very sensitive to racial things. Yeah. yeah. And her niece was like, she's been fighting with her sister. Her dad, she hasn't talked to her dad in a couple of years because he's gone like full on. He's like a Q guy, Oh God. but he's also racist on top of that, you know, so yeah, she's, yeah. she's not talking to him. He's a, mostly a drunk. Yeah. More than anything, he's drunk. So she's not talking to him because he drinks, he's irresponsible, and is also vocally racist. She doesn't want our kids around that. I don't want our kids around that either, so it's all good. Yeah. But her niece was telling her that her sister, Jackie's sister, my wife's sister, was just saying it. Saying what? The N-word. Yeah. <laughs> so Jackie texted me when I was at work. She says, yeah, so I guess Jessica just says the N-word now. And I said, "Well, that's certainly not no to food." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, she filled me in later, <laughs> dude, I know this is bad, but I was laughing so hard because she was talking to her niece about it, and she her niece was talking to Jackie's sister. she was like, "Why are you saying that? like what it what what changed? How come all of a sudden you're like that? Is it President Trump? or she was like, "No, I'm just tired of him." <laughs> God. So, yeah, everything Ooh. not, not, I mean, anything that's been bugging me all week. Yeah. I've just been like, I'm so fucking tired of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't swing him anymore. <laughs> God, I'm sick of him. Oh, weird, waffle bodied. Uh, she's huge, dude. Yeah. She probably has some firsthand experience that we just don't, yeah, you can imagine, but you don't know. <laughs> Oh, I yeah. <laughs> got treated bad. I want to see that video. <laughs> no, you don't. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Dude. <laughs> 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 yeah, buddy was saying <laughs> that big girls making the noise of what? Um, uh, whenever you uh, deflate a uh, blow up playhouse, at yeah, the kids birthday, what are you, what are you fucking lose it. <laughs> <laughs> you're so jiggly when you do that <laughs> I jiggle man <laughs> it sounds like a Cadbury head commercial dude <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that was that supposed to be a rabbit noise it was a rabbit making a uh, chicken, chicken noise. noise yeah that's right that's right it's very right. fucking weird it's just some fat girl getting fucking crammed dude yeah. There was some, fucking some <laughs> huge bitch in the back with the, bark, 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 just <laughs> miking it up like a <laughs> Now, when you hear this part, you need to make this noise. That, that does, if I saw a huge girl getting pounded to the point where she's like, wark, 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 it would make me want a Cadbury. Yeah. I just want Cadburys. I like the Cadbury. I like the mini eggs. Oh, those rule, dude. That's what I'm into. Yeah. I'm a mini egg guy. <sighs> yeah, so this dude. All right, I'm gonna try to stay on task. Do that. All right, all right. <laughs> Having too much fun up top. We got yeah, an accomplished murder. The whole point I was trying to get at <coughs> is we'll look at his his uh, '90s murders because he ends up staying at the Cecil Hotel. Hell oh, yeah! Dum 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 dum. They're doing an Eliza Lamb documentary on Netflix. Oh, are they? Hell yeah! Yeah. So we'll get to it. Hopefully before Ooh, they that's release so weird. it. Who knows when? Yeah. Well, that's the Cecil Hotel. And we'll do a whole episode on that. I'm kind of gonna do a couple leading up to that. <sighs> Again, um, wrote a book, got out of parole. Um, everyone fucking knew who he was in Austria. Like you know, you know how OJ Simpson is here. Yeah. Like we we know he killed somebody. This guy was convicted of killing people, but OJ wasn't. But we know OJ was a murderer. So when people see him, they have a morbid fascination. We're like, well, this guy is like a legitimate fucking murderer. After he was released in jail in 1990, he continued to attack and kill prostitutes, both in Austria and then in America. He was eventually arrested, extradited back to Austria. That's where he was found guilty of nine more murders. Shit. But they think he did way more. Uh, He cheated... Final justice, when he was in prison, he hung, he hung himself less than 24 hours of being sentenced to life for a second time. Damn. Yeah. That's what you got to do, dude. Yeah. If you can't be on the streets, got to go. Killing fucking whores. Yeah. Can't do the thing you love. You got <laughs> to go nothing see the else. Lord yeah, no- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you accepted him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when they look back at his childhood, obviously, the police could see the way he was raised, how he ended up hating prostitutes. His mom was an Austrian prostitute. His dad was an American soldier. Uh, Their other child was Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Antweger never knew the identity of his father, and for seven years as a boy, he lived with his alcoholic grandfather. He got into crime... When he was a kid and got arrested when he was 16, 16 years old, he was violently assaulting a prostitute. Dude. Shit. <laughs> and he Makes also uh, would, he, he was also a pimp. At 16? Right after that, he started oh. pimping women, which if you're going to assault prostitutes, you might as well do it for a profit. Yeah. I like what this guy's got going on. <laughs> <laughs> the only white prostitute I ever think of is Mr. White Folks. Who's that? You don't know about Mr. White Folks? uh uh-uh. You say you never seen Pimps Up, Hose Down? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It was like a HBO documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've never seen that. It's like a HBO a documentary time. in the 90s, and there was a white guy on there named Mr. White Folks, but he talked more like an old black person than the old black people in it. He was just like, they don't call me Mr. White Folks. It's done been a damn minute since I first got my feet wet in the game. Is he a white dude? Yeah, right. Mister White folks. He has a Rolls Royce, dude. He's yeah, like driving yeah. around. Well, I mean, that's a pimp car, dude. Oh yeah, but they're driving around. He's talking about uh, he got a chalice. Yeah, he's talking about how to to do pimping, and a girl sees him and like just looks down at her shoes, and he's like, "That's the way it's got to be."
1: <laughs>
0: if a if a bitch is out on the corner and she looks up at me. Takes her eyes off the side work. she could get rectified real quick. Man, getting rectified. Bro. Oh, yeah, he's uh, like, because he, cause I will rectify a bitch for reckless eyeballing. Dude, man. I <laughs> <laughs> can't wait till you rectify the fucking toast guy. Oh, uh, dude, for reckless toasting, dude. Man. If he recklessly eyeballs me, I'm going to fuck him up, man. Why don't you start pimping him out, dude? Oh uh, Yeah, that's a great idea. If anyone wants to have sex... With the guy smeared toast on the wall of my restaurant. Get a hold of me, dude, because I'm about to fucking sell his body. <laughs> Rectify. What a fucking idiot. Ah, oh, that drives me. I'm, I'm fucking sick, sick of him. I know, yes, yeah, tired of it. I hate anyone that likes No Effects. Yeah, it's not a good band. No. Blink 182, sick. No yeah. Effects. Did it even get, I mean, I hope that the pop happened. <laughs> it was loud. Mic it, popped. <laughs> it's like saying, Oh, fucking Blink-182. I do love that band. Yeah, they're pretty good, man. People hate it. I love it. But yeah, this guy's a pimp, which is pretty sick. Yeah. Man, let's talk about it. So he had gotten out um, on September 15th, 1990. Some uh, fucking civilians walking around the streets along the river of Vieta in Czechoslovakia near Prague came across the grisly sight of the body of a young woman named Blanka. Bokeva. I love a Slavic crime, dude. She was the first victim of Jack Unterweger. She was left in a degrading state, lying on her back, nude, with a pair of gray stockings knotted around her neck. Her legs were spread spread eagle wide open, and she had been covered with leaves. Dum-dum-dum. The night before, she had gone out with friends for a drink in the upmarket Winchellis Square and had remained in a bar while the others that she was with left around 11.45 p.m. She was last seen talking to a man aged around 40, but no one could offer any more details. Bukava was a fun-loving girl. However, that doesn't mean she was a prostitute, brother. Mm. Several weeks later, Brunhilde... Masser, a well-known <clears throat> prostitute from Graz, was reported missing. <clears throat> As Austria had very few problems with prostitutes, the authorities became concerned. What does that mean, not a lot of problems with prostitutes? Like, they don't have a lot of prostitutes, or most people don't bother the prostitutes? I mean, you could I mean? they probably mean the first thing you said, but they probably also just do, they don't fuck with them. Like people and police leave them alone in Europe, man. I don't feel like that's a. I don't feel like. Yeah, it's probably not even a crime. Yeah, Yeah, they they don't probably care. How is prostitution a crime? I don't know, dude. It's crazy. That is crazy. So you can, if we if we wanted to go fuck someone right now, we went to a bar Mm -hmm. and we found someone that wanted to have sex. We don't know him at all. Never seen him before. Whatever guy we pull home, Mm -hmm. we could just have sex with him. Yeah, no problem. But if we see a dude in a bar and we're like, hey, man, I'll give you $45 to suck my penis right now. Yeah. That's a crime. Yep. You think we could go to the gay bar and be like, oh, dude, we could pick up dudes. Will you please and suck my do penis? <laughs> <laughs> they, will do, they will do it. They'll go to the bathroom. And they'll just look at it make sure there's no cheese or crust on it. And yeah. I worked at a gay bar. It's pretty wild. You think it man. would go down just like that? Man, because here, here's the deal. Yeah. If me and you went to where women are at yeah. and walked up to one and they were like, "Could I get you to suck my penis?" Yeah, they would be pissed. Yeah, of course. Men they are would. not like that. They'd dude. take a picture of us. Think about, think about how horny a man is. Uh, think about how horny a man is that likes men. Yeah, they're already they're already fucking down, dude. They've been thinking about sucking dicks all day long. <laughs> I and mean, then you just come up and go, "Hey, man, will you suck my dick?" They're like, "No, hey. penis." A penis. (laughs) Yeah. Cock. Petis only. That's what he had to say. Hello. My name's Jasper. Would you suck my penis? I like to use Rod. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's going on, Rod? Yeah. I don't feel like I could ever hit on a man or a woman. Have you ever hit on a girl before? Yeah. In public? Like you just saw a girl and you're like, what's going on? Yeah. I don't think I ever have, dude. Really? I'm pretty sure. Are you sure you have? Yeah. Tell me about it. I don't know. I mean, I don't remember everything. I was drunk. It applies to this case because... I just fucking get hammered. Talk to him. What, what do you? What would you say? I don't know. I just want to find something, man, to talk to him about. Like what? I don't know. Just say something about... Usually some girls got some fucking stupid fucking band shirt on. That's usually... What do you mean? Usually? Yeah, usually. If they're at some fucking hipster bar. Uh-huh. You just go talk to him about Weezer. And but you like said, I, I mean hitting on him. Like, talking about Weezer is not hitting on him. Oh, you mean like, hey, Jugs, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never done that. <laughs> Juggs. What's up, you big-titted pig? Come on <laughs> <home> with me. <laughs> no, nah, dude, just, some, just like, you know, like, hey. Brian called a girl Slop Hog one time. <laughs> yeah, we've all done that. You got, you got drunk. Whenever I worked at, uh, at the bar and you came up there to visit me, you were hammered. And that oh, one girl. I called her something worse than that. It wasn't slop on. What was it? I- What's worse than slop on? You call man? her cut? Oh, man. Slop on is way worse than cut, dude. <laughs> Girls <laughs> have been cut. Girls have been called a company. It was for pretty it. awesome, you man. You know what? Girls have never been called a slop hog in their fucking life. <laughs> no, no, no. You fucking slop hog. No, it was really crazy, man, because that girl got so mad and I was like, I'll talk to him because I had to send a fucking security <laughs> <through>. <laughs> I'm going to throw him out. I was like, damn, that was a great time. I was like, go back in there and do it again. <laughs> uh, man, I remember the time we were at a bar and a girl came up to talk to us, and I was like, Gross. And <laughs> yeah. she goes, Did you just say I'm gross? I said, I said someone's gross <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's That's it. it. That's like, oh, you don't need to know who, <laughs> But you do <know." laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, but no I mean like going up to a girl and be like, Hey, what's going on? My name's Buddy What are you doing later? Uh no. Okay, that's yeah. what I'm getting at. I've never done that in my life, dude. Yeah. I've never seen a girl and just been like, I saw you across the room and I had to come talk to you. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. I want to know who has. Probably I mean, nobody cool, right? The cool guys <coughs> do that. I mean, I don't know. People who fuck a lot more than we probably fucked. I haven't fucked a lot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's probably why. Yeah. But I'm also me, dude. Imagine I, people will scream rape. Yeah, <laughs> I'm too yeah. big, dude. Yeah, I, when I think about people like going up and hitting on somebody the way you're describing, I was just thinking about you know some girl walks by and like, "Hey, tits, come here." <laughs> nice Weezer shirt, cunt. That's what yeah. you're up to, dude. Yeah, uh, you're just like I like Weezer. <laughs> it's like nice yeah, shirt. Weezer's pretty cool. I always do the old nice shirt, you know. Nice shirt. I'm f- the bathroom, i I fuck with P. Weezer. Yeah, uh, but playing. yeah, anyway, but that's that's what uh that's what Jack's up to here, dude. He's going to bars and be like, what's going on? And then, you know, stabbing him. Because that's the that's what I feel like people that talk to people like that are up to. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but then uh yeah, we're on Brunhilde right now. Such a sick name, dude. Brunhilde. Yeah. yeah. Common Matilda sounding ass name. Yeah, it's a common European name, but here... You don't know a fucking Brunhilde. <coughs> you know, I'm going to go eat Brunhilda out. No one's ever said that here. Nice. Yeah, so two months later, after Brunhilda disappeared, and authorities again surprised because they don't have probably prostitution laws even, but certainly no problems. Uh, prostitute Marie Hammerer also went missing on New Year's Eve. Almost a month after her disappearance, her body was found by hikers... In the wooded area outside of town. Like the first murder that Walker Byers discovered, she was also found on her back covered with leaves and bramble. God, bramble makes me hot. Like and Bram? bramble and brown? Bramble! God, I see fucking bramble and I can't even. What is bramble? It's like brush, dude. Like oh. uh, uh, thorns and shit. Oh, that sucks. Don't bramble on me, dude. It appeared that the body had been redressed and then dragged to the woods. She wasn't naked, but her legs were bare and there was a missing piece from her slip found inside of her mouth. Hammerer, like Blanca Boccava, the first lady I talked about, she was strangled with her pair of tights and she had bruises and ligament marks around her wrist, suggesting that she was probably tied up Several red fibers of her clothing that didn't match anything she was wearing appeared to be possible evidence left by the killer. A few days later, the body of missing prostitute Brunhild Master was discovered. Her badly decomposed body was also found in the quiet wooded area of Brigands. Again, no signs of robbery and her manner of death matched the previous two murders. Stalking around her neck, Ligature marks around her wrist, posed in a certain manner that says, someone fucked me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably insensitive. Did you think he was hitting on him? Was he hitting on him? Well, maybe not the prostitute. Well, maybe the prostitute. Yeah, I think he was, dude. I mean, that's who you go up and go, What's hey. up, bitch? <laughs> What's up, you, bitch? I see you walk around the corner. What's you like, trying to yeah. fuck out of here? I got $15 and a penis. Yeah. I'm trying to use them all. <laughs> <laughs> the dangly-ass earrings. God, dump those fucking knockers out. I can't take it anymore. The Australian Federal Police investigating the case. What if he's doing them? Walls of Jericho? I don't know why she's tied up. That's why I tie her legs up like that. Boston Crab? Yeah. Yeah. The new That'd be sick, dude. The new Facebook video, they Boston Crab a girl. I've bossed crowd you before, dude. Yeah, fuck me up, boy. Yeah. This girl got fucked up. She had a dick in her mouth like they were doing it, too. So <laughs> oh, yeah, did boy. she get crunched? I don't know, man. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just saw the preview to it. I was like, this is crazy. How is there a dick in her mouth when they They're a on driver? a couch, and then she had her head like sideways, and then the dude just got his, she's sitting down like this, and she's got a dog in her mouth. <laughs> oh god that's what this guy's pretty much up <laughs> to dude yeah that's his whole fucking career god i'd hate to get fucked by 50 year old men uh, <laughs> yeah that stinks we gotta get these guys on the podcast the austrian <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i bet we could dude what's up you fucking dork <laughs> the austrian federal police investigating the cases found it difficult to unearth details about the prostitute's clients well no shit There had been no witnesses to the murders and police found themselves without any leads to go on. At this stage, the Australian police, unaware of Blanca Bokava's murder in Prague, had no indication they were dealing with a serial killer. Again, killers, another great reason to move from country to country. It's hard to put together a serial killer case if you kill people in different countries. You're giving people pointers? Yeah, of course. I'm on their too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm rooting. For him, dude. <laughs> Take them all out. Dude, I w- what I would love to do for art, for art, only for art, is uh, find someone schizophrenic yeah. and call them and do Obama voice on the phone. You're like, Jeffrey? Uh, hello? Uh, it's me, Barack. Uh, you know that big-titted <laughs> pig down the street? She, uh, has been begging to die. Uh, she said... Uh, If you kill her right now and uh, put duct tape all the way from her pussy up to her eyeballs uh, in the afterlife, uh, you'll both serve in hell. You'll be kings. uh, And she'll have sex with you forever. That's how I met Michelle. I duct taped her from her pussy all the way up to her eyes. She was reborn. Now, we have hot, kinky sex uh, seven nights a week. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Like All these girls are like, you duct-tating me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, dude, if you know someone in your neighborhood that's about to go off the deep end, let me call them and tell them <laughs> oh, <laughs> Obama oh, said it's cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to give you a presidential pardon. Uh, I'm Just like you and every other of my fellow Americans, I uh, love to get a nice piece of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Who loves pussy? <laughs> I love pussy. <laughs> Michelle, bring me your pussy. That's the coolest word to say. Is Barack pussy? <laughs> <laughs> Republicans can't do it, dude. Let me do it. Republican. <clears throat> Rush Limbaugh here with the EIB Excellence in Broadcasting Network, and I would like to have a nice piece of. Pussy. (laughs) I feel like they say cut. Show me your cut. Talent on loan from God. Give me your cut. I put fingers in there. It's just in. I put fingers in her. All right. (laughs) God. Cup Talk with K.P. and Buddy Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to come Talk. Uh, yeah, so the Australian Federal Police would have to change their mind pretty quick because they found another prostitute, Elfriede Shrimp. God. You're <laughs> <Europe>, a <laughs> stupid dude. Shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> deserve to go, man. Uh, she disappeared from Graz on March seventh, 1991. Shrimp's parents contacted the police to notify them that a man had called their family home several times and taunted them about their daughter's occupation. What concerned them and the police was the fact that the girl's telephone number was unlisted and suggested that the person who made the calls may be responsible for her disappearance. That is pretty funny, though, dude. Just like, hello! (laughs) It's just Mr. Shrimp. (laughs) Uh, Your daughter's a prostitute and I hate him. (laughs) That was such a fucking crazy ass thing to do. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) dude. So nuts. Hello, Mrs. Shrimp. Did you know your daughter's selling her pussy? (laughs) It's like letting them know they fucked her childhood up. You fucked your kid's childhood up. She's selling box. It's okay. I packed her up. I bought her pussy. I've had her. <laughs> do you have to, if you if you buy it, do you have to pay for it first? I'm sure. You think you put it up front? Well that's what pimps are for, dude. I feel like you, we wouldn't have to pay. <laughs> we definitely have to pay probably more dude yeah. they're not giving us a cool rate yeah, yeah, yeah. oh these guys are hot are, like, it's normally about 150 but we're going 650 with yeah. you guys gee these guys are hot and nice I'm going to cut them a break somebody Think that's that, going to happen somebody that we know told us told me a story about uh, uh, a, a a dancing girl that I they had to protect rather for a for a private party and uh, she gulped down four used condoms swallowed them like pills (laughs) (laughs) hello darkness my old friend she's eating all our used condoms (laughs) fuck (laughs) she must be hungry so she ate our skeet even wrapped up in a rubber sheath. <laughs> I can't, this sucks, dude. Yeah. Who said that? I can't tell you. Yeah, They, you they didn't want to tell us when we talked to them. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Okay. I'll tell you later. I'm going to tell everybody. I know you will. People have to tell me if it's a secret. Because it's not. No, I just told you. I'm open, dude. My borders are open, dude. There's no secrets. Yeah. I got nothing to hide. Build a wall around your border. I got nothing to hide, dude. I feel, I think people should just own all of their fucking shenanigans, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that's the sound of gay sex. <laughs> <laughs> God <man. laughs> Yeah, that is, anyway, yeah, so they're getting harassing fucking phone calls, you, which is crazy. Fucking, your daughter's a goddamn slut. Hello, oh, darkness, my old friend. On October 5th, 1991, Shrimp's body was found, like all the others in a woodland area just outside of Graz. Her remains were already skeletal, covered in leaves, splayed out like she'd been fucking... The police, if they hadn't realized that, yet they were in the midst of a serial killer, who would soon be found out when they found four more prostitutes had vanished, but this time, all the way over in Vienna. Ooh, home with the sausage. I come from a land of the sausage, bro. They ground it up and they pack them in a hole. You like Vienna sausages. Oh, I know. Yes, you do. No, dude. I do not. We Haven't we been down the stroke before? No, we haven't. You I, like Vienna's, dude. No, I don't, man. I hate them. I fucking hate them. They're not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not good. Dude. Yeah, they're just fucking disgusting. My dude. grandpa fucking one time, he was our like, made you something. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And he's like pigs in a blanket. I was like, fuck yeah. Uh, and it was pancakes with uh, Vienna sausages. Oh, uh, God, dude. Vienna sausages are not pigs in a blanket. Dude, I that's gave That's so awful I gave him to my dog, man Your dog didn't even want that <laughs> shit I, I loved it <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you make a pig in a blanket with a dude, piece sauce? He's a crazy Oh he was, my god, was, dude This was the man who put apple butter on his tilapia, dude <laughs> oh, Yeah, that's true And then true. fucking put pepper on it to the point you couldn't see it <laughs> So just apple butter and pepper on fish, <laughs> man being a sausage pig, dude, that's the first sign of this was stroke, dude. <laughs> Shit. Whew, God, dude, well, that's worse than any of these murders. Yuck. Guess, let's face it, dude, a prostitute's not really a person. <laughs> sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's face it, a woman's not really a person. Okay. <laughs> You'll allow that one? Yeah, that's a. A little bit more factual. <laughs> Sylvia Zagler, Sabine Motoise, Regina Prim, and Karen Ergulu had Ergulu. I'ma build an Ergulu. It's cold out here. I built me an Ergulu to stay warm. <laughs> <laughs> These last names suck. He just finds the ones with the worst last names. Yeah, making fun of the dead's pretty cool too, dude. Hell yeah, yeah. Yeah, this prostitute got murdered by a psychopath. I built me a ur <laughs> I took some ice and made some bricks out of it, and we called it an ergloo. right. <laughs> and they all vanished within a one-month time period, dude, that fucking period. I love when a serial killer just can't fucking hold it anymore. Yeah. They were like one year apart, and then two years apart, and then just off six at once. Oh, I can't take it. <laughs> it gets so horny, dude. They just can't fucking stop. Come. Come, come. <laughs> body was discovered on the 20th of May, 1992, followed by Karen Urglu. Both women had been strangled and dumped into the woodland area outside of Vienna. Again, the modus operandi of the killer was the same. Asphyxiated with an article of their own clothing, bound, posed in a way that says this was sexual. A breakthrough suddenly came to the front when retired 71-year-old investigator August Schinner recalled the series of murders and attacks he had dealt with in the 1970s. The crime scene and causes of death were remarkably similar to the murders now being committed in Austria. The culprit of the 1970s murders was none other than Johann Jack Unterwigger. He had been caught and imprisoned. But they let him out! Why? The former, murderers, the former <coughs> murders of two women had led Schinner to a prostitute, Barbara Schultz, who admitted that she and Unterweger had abducted, that's not his name, but I love to say it, had abducted one of the victims, 18-year-old Margaret Schaefer, taking her to the woods where she was tied up and assaulted. Wigger had demanded sex. When the girl refused, he bludgeoned her to death with a steel pipe. Who's got a steel pipe, dude? What he rape her at WrestleMania? <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs> oh my god! King! Get hit him! <laughs> hell in the cell. Hell in the smell. Look at Hell and Swell, dude. Ah, hell and sweller. <laughs> hell and Keller look pretty good, dude. No. Really? Did she have him? Yeah. She was faking it, dude. Well. Do you think she faked gazes? You think she ever came? Surely she came. Oh, dude! dude. You, you know how people took advantage of her. (laughs) Think about that, dude. (laughs) She ain't saying shit. (laughs) (laughs) She probably is, because she's fucking lying. Yeah. I hate them. (laughs) I'm <laughs> oh, fucking tired of them. Yeah, so that is bananas, man. How do you get let out of jail after bro, bludgeoning somebody with a WrestleMania steel pipe? Fucking Diamond Dallas Page over there. <coughs> after he bludgeoned her, strangled her with her own clothes, left her nude body face up in the woods, covered with leaves. At the trial, Unterwigger confessed to the crime, but revealed that as he hit the victim... He had seen a vision of his mother, which fueled his anger and hatred, resulting in him continuing to strike the victim until she was dead. Unterweger was then declared insane by a psychologist, who described him as being a sexually sadistic psychopath with a narcissistic narcissistic and histrionic tendency. Histrionic. What is that? It's a personality disorder. Tell us, Dr. Buddy. Uh, I don't even know exactly what it is, but it's- Well, give me your fucking degree back then, you cunt. Yeah, I gotta get it back. (laughs) No, I know that it's a- When men have it, it's an especially dangerous thing. Look out, this motherfucker's histronic. Yeah. Oh, man. Sounds like a strand of weed. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you got that histronic, dude? Give me the histronic, boy. (laughs) <laughs> is it kind? Remember kind, bud, dude? Yeah. God. Nice to you. <laughs> 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 yeah, dude. You always smoke that histrionic, dude. That chronic histrionic. Uh, he is prone to fits of rage and anger. And he is an incorrigible perpetrator. Yeah, let's let him out of jail. Despite... Finding the body of the second victim Marcia Horvrith, who had also been strangled with her own clothes and dumped into a lake, Salchese, near Salberg. Unterwigger uh, denied responsibility, and he got sent to prison for life. Inspector Schinner had known that Unterwigger was incredibly manipulative and used such skills to influence those around him. On investigation, he discovered that the killer had secured a parole board and managed to get himself released only 15 years into his life sentence. Not only had Unterweger been freed early, but in the time, he also had become a best-selling novelist and celebrity. Just imagine you put some motherfucker in jail for life for being a violent, murdering rapist and you're like, he makes more money than me. Yeah, he's loose. Yeah, I'm gonna get him again. The dog catcher. Oh wow, Perry Mason, dude, come on. Oh, I don't even know. And singing Perry Mason is by. I like the riff, dude. Yeah. That's a big ass riff. Ozzy sucks. Yeah. What a riff, though. I have to listen to it again. It's probably not one of my favorite songs by him. I don't know. Dude, it's one of the hardest riffs ever. Sex me, Daddy O. (laughs) (laughs) This riff, brother. Oh, wait, we're on YouTube now, right? Fuck. (laughs) No, 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 (laughs) Fuck, 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 fuck. Anyway, trust me, brother, it's a big fucking riff. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Goddamn internet. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, after his incarceration in 1976, Unterweger, who was originally illiterate, spent his time in jail learning to read and write. He not only became well-read, but ventured into writing himself, and rather incredibly created a bestseller. Not even Sam Talent can do that. With his autobiography, Purgatory, followed by another self-examination, Terminus Prison, which won a prestigious literary award. Look, this is why you can't let these people have shit, dude. Yeah. You can't give them anything. No. Because in America, people freak out that like we don't let a lot of inmates do shit like that. Like we don't allow them to get in touch with the media and publish their shit. Look, here's why. Oh, uh, they do. There's been a bunch of books I mean by people in prison. But well, they usually put them out after they're dead. Oh, like wow. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for a couple of people we've talked about, I can't. What's the fuck? Anyway. There's been like lawsuits brought by killers because they're like these guys can't, yeah, put the shit out. It'll be wrong. <laughs> it's wrong to reward them. Yeah, because they get paid, you know, and that is shitty. Because they like, why would you stop once you start getting paid? Now you have nothing but time, and you're a best-selling author. Yeah, that the creativity juices flow. I dude, I hate authors. Yeah. They're pieces of shit, dude. Have you ever known a cool author? Nope. Of course not. Yeah. I'm tired of these dork-ass authors. (laughs) His books preferred self-confessional tracts such as Unterweger's memoirs, which were filled with self-indulgent documentation of the state of his own disturbed mind and his urges to kill. No doubt, the poetic and lyrical quality of such writing, coupled with his infamy as a damaged killer, impressed publishers and the parole board alike. For Unterweger's literary effort had done more than give him awards and celebrity. It also secured his freedom because authorities were quick to believe that art had brought him to redemption. The now-famous Lifer was upheld as an example of how an evildoer, and in Unterweger's case, a sadistic killer, can alter themselves for the better and contribute to society. After countless interviews with the press, Unterweger, now showing that he was a reformed man, found himself at the center of a public campaign to release him on the 23rd of May, 1990. His endeavors to hoodwink the authorities and members of the public saw him become a free man once again. One of the most bizarre, disturbing aspects of this case is that while Unterwigger was being feted by the chattering classes and invited to soirees and parties, he was also being asked for his opinions and advice on the latest disappearance of prostitutes that he alone was responsible for. Yeah, a real science of the lambs type of situation that over there. That's crazy, man. It's beyond crazy. This is nuts. You're nuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, some Illuminati party shit. It's just like, it, it it speaks to everything that's wrong with the world. Like this guy's cool. He's not no. He's not a problem at all. I like him. He's cool. Yeah. You read his book. He's sick, dude. You know how sick this fucking guy is. He's got it under control. He just fucking was cool, man. It's all, all. Dudes, dudes are like, he's cool. Yeah, this guy's cool, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You're a girl. But something. they're also <laughs> <laughs> You don't like fun. You're a girl. You just fucking don't like. Yeah, you right. you're, you're not gonna he's, like this guy. He's cool. He's fucking cool though. Shut up, bitch. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, but you know, police are asking him for advice. Yeah. Like what? How would they? Why would they do this? Come on. To come, dude. Yeah, because he knows it from the. He's the guy that came. The killer that was now known in the media by this time as the courier, and Unterweger. Andrew <clears throat> Wigger not only participated on television talk shows about the matter, but even conducted broadcast interviews on the street himself, like Jay Leno style. Huh? Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? <laughs> <laughs> some guy's stabbing cunts <laughs> and showing their pussies to everybody. God, dude, this is some crazy shit. Yeah, dude, Europe's insane. Yeah. He I was mean, to on the streets, dude, and doing TV <laughs> interviews, talking to, like, what, fucking Maury? In the case of Dead Slut, <laughs> in the case of Dead Slut Ramona, it is 99% accurate. You are the killer. Well, a lot of times, too, you know, like whenever serial kills revisit a place where they dump somebody, they come again. Well, they come again. Oh. he's probably being able to talk about it makes him Ooh. excited again, oh. too. Rock, just fucking stroking on the camera, dude. Oh, no, he just comes strands. Oh, okay, Those stroking. guys can just come thinking about stuff like that. That's sick, dude. I would love to be able to bust by thought. Oh, just thought bust? Oh, <laughs> I would do it all the time, dude. I would use my entire fucking platform to just come. <laughs> you can make your own platform and come on it.
1: Just <laughs>
0: you like coming on your farts when they come out. I would sit here and come, dude. <laughs> what if you fart, you come back up on your belly? That rule. That would be cool, man. Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. People would pay. It's just in European insanity, dude. This guy is on television, He's doing Jay Leno-style industry interviews. Have you seen the Constitution? Have you heard about the Constitution? What's the Constitution say? Do you know what I'm saying? Those dumb yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what do you guys think about this fucking slut killer? In reality, while the devious Underwigger was basking in the spotlight of celebrity and seeing his books rise up the bestsellers list, he was still continuing his sickening obsession with brutalizing women. Me too. Uh, Certain police investigators have become suspicious of Unterwigger, but they had to treat, tread carefully as the former killer was now a popular literary figure and symbol, symbol of redemption for none other than the dreaded liberal community. <laughs> he let these fucking libs no. believe in somebody. Dr. Ernst Gallagher, a detective on the Australian Federal Police Force, had never been convinced by Unterweger's act as a reformed man. A discreet surveillance was kept on the killer. While Unterweger was invited to Los Angeles to write articles, it wasn't just Geiger who noticed the latest murders suddenly stopped. Now he realized that he would have to look seriously into Unterwigger's movements and either eliminate or arrest him, which is awesome. <laughs> eliminate him, dude. Yeah. That would fucking rule. Just imagine being a cop that's like, I just might have to eliminate this motherfucker, dude. Man, have you seen, you've seen the Netflix thing with Night Stalker? Yeah. Where he was talking about that special task force and he was like, well, they are just pretty much known for killing people. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's so cool that he got those guys. They're too bad, man. Yeah, he got them. Yeah. Yeah. They got them, but not those dudes. I that's what I'm saying. It's crazy, but at least you gotta see all that crazy shit in the courtroom. Yeah. He's all nanned up. And all them hot fucking guys. Oh, piss. dumping them out on dude. Polaroids. Yeah, man. Spreading puss. Crazy, dude. God, he stinks. Yeah. Everyone said he smells. Yeah. What's the deal with the smells? Yeah. Goth girls love smells. Ooh. Hot topic, more like hot breath. Gerald <laughs> <Jared> Seinfeld <laughs> Dude, Jerry Seinfeld being a serial killer would be fucking awesome Gotta would be scary What's the deal with women? They're alive <laughs> They should be dead <laughs> <laughs> Why are you breathing? What's the deal with women breathing? I gotta stop it That's <laughs> 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 when Kramer comes <laughs> Jerry <Jared. laughs> We gotta kill these sluts <laughs> You coming with me, Kramer? Give me some cereal. <laughs> yeah, this guy is going to... He's literally talking about fucking eliminating him, but he needs to get the right evidence. The police began to trace all of Unterwigger's paper trail activities from credit card receipts to rental car agencies. After several months, they had accumulated many links to the man's movements in places where the victims had been murdered. Records showed that Unterwigger was in Graz when Brunhild Masser was found strangled, and also in Brigands when victim Marie Hammerer disappeared off the radar. A witness also testified that Unterwigger was similar to a man she had seen with Hammerer just before she disappeared, and that he had been wearing a brown leather jacket and red scarf. Sightings of Unterweger with the other victims in Vienna were also established. Following Unterweger's return to Austria, where he realized he was now a suspect, he wrote articles criticizing the police force's effort to track down the killer, because so many people had taken a great risk in believing that Unterweger was a reformed character, they supported him in his crusade against the police. Goddamn liberals, I'm tired of them. It was important that Dr. Ernst Geiger collected as much circumstantial evidence as he could, which he did from various Austrian prostitutes who Unterweger had visited under the pretext that he was a journalist. I'm here to write about you, bitch. Now spread it! Dr. Geiger was able to carry out forensic tests on a BMW that Unterweger had bought upon his release from prison. A hair fragment was found, and DNA tests proved it belonged to Blanca Bokava, the first victim from Prague. This evidence allowed a warrant search of the suspect's flat in Vienna, where they discovered a brown leather jacket and a red scarf. They also came across a menu and receipts from a Malibu seafood restaurant, together with home snapshots of Unterweger posing with female members of the Los Angeles Police Department. We just love to meet a murderer. We're only allowed to kill black people. What's it like to kill a white woman? (laughs) (laughs) Geiger, on a hunch, thought something might also turn up in Los Angeles. He contacted the police there and discovered there was throws of investigations towards the three killings of prostitutes. Whew. Gallagher discovered that all the murders in L.A. were identical to those in Austria. They had all been killed while Unterweger was in the city masquerading as a journalist and requiring the Los Angeles police to assist him with research. Jesus Christ, dude. This guy rocks. Yeah. He's got the LAPD. He probably beat up Ronnie King a little bit himself. It's around the same time period, dude. <laughs> oh, He's probably man. fucking riding around like, all right, look, I'm a journalist. I'm trying to investigate. How come it's cool to kill sluts? And they're like, Have you ever seen a black man before, Mr. Unterweger? And he's like, no. So they pull one over. It's Ronnie King. Yeah. They beat him up. Yeah. Unterweger's loving it. Yep. The city burns down. Sure. Nothing got better. Yep. And here we are. Hot stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm gonna come on my knuckles and punch this black guy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, crap, <dude. laughs> Ronnie Ding. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, fuck. Yeah, crazy, dude. He's, ha- he's literally hanging around with the LAPD. More importantly, receipts from the Unterwigger apartment correlated to hotels near where the Los Angeles prostitutes were murdered. One worrying development from the police was that Unterwigger had acquired an impressionable girlfriend, Bianca Mrak, who now was also missing from her home. It became an urgent crusade to track down Unterweger before anything happened to her. Tipped off by friends that the police were now searching for him, Unterweger left Austria with Mrak and managed to enter into America. He then started a campaign to make him look like a victim of police persecution and contacted the Austrian press. The manipulative Unterweger managed to persuade Austrian newspapers to publish his case for defense. Playing the wronged man role and a victim of police vindictiveness, some of the papers agreed and even paid him for an exclusive article. Mrakk herself revealed that she was happy to be with Unterweger and the picture created was that they were fugitives facing prosecution from Austrian police who had singled him out as a scapegoat. (laughs) Because Unterweger had lied to get into the United States of America, he could technically be arrested for that alone. When Mrak's mother wired some money to her daughter, U.S. Marshals saw the transaction happen and used that as an opportunity to arrest them at a Western Union office in South Beach, California. When Mrak collected the money, she and Unterweger walked out of the building while Marshals followed. Unterweger figured something was up, and fucking bolted down the street. (laughs) Shit. This guy's unstoppable, dude. Yeah, dude, he knows. Yeah, he's rocking the house. He knows he's on his toes. (laughs) (laughs) They chased him through the restaurant and finally cornered him in the back parking bay, handcuffed and arrested him. It is alleged that when police officers informed him he was wanted for murders in Austria, he finally broke down and wept. A search of Unterweger and Ma- Mrak's Malibu apartment revealed many incriminating items that could be linked to the murdered L.A. prostitutes. The police also recovered a diary written by Unterweger which suggested he had plans to dispose of Mrak. Damn. I bet he did, dude. I bet he disposed a lot inside of her. Yeah. Unterweger preferred to be tried in California as he knew that he would be facing a charge of murder against three victims as opposed to however many that they had actually found in Austria. However, realizing that he could also be facing the gas chamber, because we'll fucking kill you in America, dude. Oh, yeah. We'll gas you up. You're going. We'll shoot you up. We'll hang you. Whatever it takes, dude. Electric chair. He didn't want to get the gas chamber and agreed to extradition. That is when Austrian authorities deported him on May 28, 1992. Unterweger played on logic to defend himself. Well, he was, <clears throat> sorry, they pointed him out as a man such as himself would. Uh, you know, he basically tried to say that it was a conspiracy against him. Like, they were pissed that he killed people before, reformed, and came out after it. Which is a pretty decent defense. Defense? Yeah. Defense? Defense? Defense. (laughs) Let's go defense. (laughs) Defense. I'm defensing myself. Yeah, I mean, that's a good move, I guess, because he was just saying he was basically being hated on. We've all been hated on before. You know how that feels. Yeah. Before the court case commenced, Dr. Geiger enlisted Thomas Mueller, chief of criminal psychology service in the federal ministry of the interior to accompany him to America so they could learn all they could about the psychology of compulsive serial killers. Through a briefing with the behavioral science unit at Quantico, Virginia, top secret government headquarters. It's FBI. Top secret, dude. How dare you? <laughs> what fuck's wrong with you? Stop telling the secrets, dude. Quantico. You're gonna go to, dude, you're gonna go to prison for being a traitor. You can't tell the rest of the country about our secret on. fucking base, dude. Dude, Quantico starts with a Q. Yeah. That's it, brother. Yeah. FBI is <laughs> Quantico Q. Uh, Geiger and Moeller discovered that there were standard forms of behavior relating to the murders, like Unterweger, who also displayed deviant sexual obsessions that usually followed a pattern. Although most killers rarely move from one country to another, but that's probably because they don't have money. Because where else would you want to go if you're going to get in trouble than a whole different fucking country? Sure, I, I would assume that's a fucking money thing for sure. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So they the details of the deaths in the of the Los Angeles prostitutes were too close to those in Austria to be purely coincidental. There was more tangible evidence to come out against Underweger when an analysis on the knots to tie the ligatures on the three L.A. prostitutes matched the pantyhose knots used on the victims in Austria. June 1994 in Graz, Austria, the trial began. Unterweger, as an Austrian citizen, was to be tried on all murders in Los Angeles, Prague, and Austria, which is unprecedented for America. That's not how America does it, you can't, you don't charge But Austria, it's rolling with it, dude. He played to the gallery and utilized his well-honed skills of manipulation by appealing to the jury and the public sense of fair play when he admitted that he was a rat, an inverted liar, and he was cons- he consumed women rather than love them. That doesn't sound like something you'd be compassionate with. Yeah, consume me. Yeah, <laughs> he just thought if he was honest, he would be not be in trouble. Uh, what the defense didn't count on was the response to such questioning for the prosecution based on psychiatric reports and the FBI investigative analysis that pointed out that a man such as Unterwerger was not rational. He's someone that suffers from uncontrolled compulsions and fetishes. It really doesn't matter what status he held in life. No matter what happened with him, he would continue to kill as if it was an addiction, which fucking obviously, I mean, he's got no control over it. He, He was rich. Like, if you, you know... That's what you do when you're rich. Well, yeah, but if... Yeah, that's true. You do <laughs> you slay, a you bunch. slay women. You just have a weird... But it's with. just crazy that, like... So, if you were into killing, mm-hmm. and you had a shot at redemption, and not only that, but you came out rich, better ahead than you were when you went in. I mean, he was poor and fucked up when he first went to prison. Yeah. Got loaded, and then couldn't control himself. And also probably had a complex that. He thought that he could just get away with it again. he's a psychopath, but, dude. That's what always happens, brother. That's what they do, man. They keep going and going. Further evidence, such as the crime lab reports on the ligature knots, Blanca Bavaca's hair that was recovered in his BMW, and red fibers found on Bruhild's body that matches Underwiger's scarf, finally added up to a compelling case against the defendant. But... Underweger was still unrepentant. Two and a half months later, even the most supportive press of Underweger began to change their views. The devious sociopath also began to lose support from the literary, the literary establishment and his girlfriend, Bianca Marac. Jack Underweger was found guilty on nine counts of murder, the Prague victim, all three Los Angeles victims, and five in Austria. The court sentenced him to life in prison and, of course, the very next day, Jack Unterweger, being in prison, took the opportunity while the guards were out of sight. He hung himself using the string from his prison jumpsuit. He used the exact same knot that he had used to tie up his victim's pantyhose with to hang himself. Usually when you go to a place like that, they usually take your strings. That's probably why, yeah, That's right? why you don't have shoelaces and shit when you go to the nut house or jail. Well, they let him string it and ding it, doggy. Damn. That's a hell of a way to go, too. Was just pant string, dude? Yeah. Sweat pant string? <laughs> <laughs> See ya. I'd snap. That's a wild one, right? Yeah. That was crazy as fuck. But yeah, so when he was in Los Angeles, he stayed at the Cecil Hotel. Damn. And... and uh People that have talked to him have said that he did that as, like, a tribute to Richard Ramirez. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. All those guys follow each other, you know. Like, when they get caught and shit, they like to read the cases. and. Yeah, yeah. Well, we talked about that way back when we talked about Richard Ramirez, is that he loved the fucking Hillside Strangler. Yeah. Uh, and anything that, and Yeah. Like, any, any case that he could get a hold of and read, he fucking loved it. Yeah. I picked uh, "Drawn and Quartered," "Predatory Strangulation" for this one. So that's I good. That song. There you go. Good ass band. There you go. All right. Well, that's our second, third YouTube episode after a long break off. Yeah, so I hope long. you guys keep watching them. Yep. As long as you know a few hundred people look, we'll keep doing it. Yeah. We're Hope gonna, you guys are digging it. It's fun to sit here and be on camera. Yeah, we're gonna try to get more guests on. We got something in the works. Can't really say yet until I know for sure. But this should be fucking fun. Fun one if it happens. Are you gonna drink? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think you're grounded, dude. I'm not grounded. I think you're grounded, man. Why would I be grounded? That's in your head. Driving drunk. <laughs> I wasn't drunk. Getting a DUI, dude. I got a DUI. But I wasn't drunk. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, how was it was legally, dude. Yeah, The legal. Here's a piece legal limits, gay, dude. <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's been another fucking sick episode of Death Old Dicks. So hope you check out our sponsors, cavemancoffeeco.com. Get you some goddamn good coffee. If you're tired of them like I am and you just want to <laughs> stay fucking revved up, get you a big old cup of cavemancoffeeco.com. 50% off if you use the. Promo code DMD20. Ah. If you don't want to drink beer at a slow pace, I've only drank one beer this whole episode. That's what fucking momos yeah, do. That's what sucks. Me, I like to shotgun them even more, but yeah. my fucking partner in crime. Here's the problem, dude. If I get drunk, I'm just going to go in my house. Yeah. That stinks. I don't have anyone to sit out here and listen to Ted Nugent real loud with. Yep. This sucks. Yeah. Uh so if you want to drink I gotta beer work f- tonight, that's why I'm Dude, not no drinking. No one cares about what you have going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, <laughs> you wanna drink beer faster than this, you gotta get you a shotgun key, um get you the fucking shotgun champ, get a beer bong, go to beerbong.com, promo code DMD20, twenty percent off and free shipping. Drink faster. Make your boner laster. <laughs> we'll see you on the next episode. We love you fucking idiots.